Coming up on Unsound Advice, um, something that our couples counselor said that stuck with me was he said that usually both people are wrong. <laughs> and oh, I love that because it wasn't usually both people are right. It's like usually you're both half the problem. Just accept that you're both wrong and then take it from there and like yeah. act as if that's true. That's great. Twice in the last month, I had to come pick her up from a guy's house drunk at 4.30 in the morning. Do I just assume he's not interested anymore? So I'm in my second marriage. My first one ended because my wife cheated on me and my second wife is starting to act in a similar way. Hey, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi. Hey there. Um, I know you're a 12-step program person, so I was just wondering, how do you break up with a hairstylist? A bunch of my coworkers are really bad at their jobs. And I wanted to try, you know, bringing her back into my life. I'm just wondering if you had any guidance for me. Give me a strategy here. Where where do I start? How do I even begin? And how do I stop eating cookies? Because I love cookies so much. Thanks a lot, Laura. You're the best. Hey, welcome to Unsound Advice. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We are talking to Taylor Tomlinson. I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation. I learned a lot about your life and your struggles and and to see the two of you open up about it um, was very enlightening. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, we talk about relationships on this one. We give advice to a tennis coach. We give advice to someone about looking through their partner's phone or not looking. Find out what we say yes. about that. <laughs> and we give advice to a listener about picking up his drunk girlfriend at 4 a.m. from a guy's house. That was a juicy question. I would love to find out more about that situation. It felt like we were just getting a little tip of the iceberg on that one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a conversation that, that needed to be had between those two. <laughs> um, we also talk about advice that we wish that we had received in high school. And I talk about the time I went to jail, which I don't talk about a lot. Yep. But hopefully that's an exciting tease. I had no idea that was coming. Yeah. A lot of people don't. <laughs> a lot has changed since then. For the better. Yep. You know, sometimes you learn the hard way how to make good choices. Mm-hmm. New episodes of Unsound Advice will be available every Tuesday morning at unsoundadvicepod.com and wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. We want you to be a part of the show. If you'd like some Unsound Advice, send an email or a voice memo to lara at unsoundadvicepod.com. And don't worry, we won't use your name unless you really want us to for some reason. Let's get into it. I hope that you enjoy listening to this as much as we enjoyed recording it. My guest today is a comedian whose latest special, Look at You, was on so many best of 2022 lists. I agree with those people and also think you need to see her live on her international Have It All tour. Taylor Tomlinson, thank you so much for joining me. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. That's an adorable intro. Oh, thank it's you. It's so cute. Thank it has you. a little cartoon and everything. Yeah, that's right. It looks like an ad for BetterHelp. Oh, not unless they're not a sponsor, in which case it didn't. They're not, but, no, no. but with, that's what with it time. Me of. Give it time. I feel like that would be a really good fit. <laughs> it was so professional. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I wanted to have you on because you've talked about mental health a lot in your stand up. Um, we've talked about mental health. You've talked about being bipolar. I am also bipolar. I feel like we're um, cut from the same cloth Twins. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Are you too? Yeah. Bipolar too? Yeah. 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 The real one. <laughs> <The> real... <laughs> 
Is that I the thought, one where you can like be on a water tower? Yeah, well, is like I thought bipolar two was. I was told it was less severe than one. Well, which one? One I think is you're hospitalized. Full on manic episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's bipolar the one I have. Two. Oh, okay. You I'm, have the cute one. I have oh, the. Okay. I have the hypomania one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. the one where you just <laughs> the like water tower. You you have the one where you just like get a lot of work done. That's so dismissive. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it, it. that's what was so hard about getting diagnosed is like I talk about it in my special, but I had to be like, hey, everything you've prescribed to me is seems to be for this thing. Is right. that what it is? And they're like, well, no, in order to have that thing, you'd have to have these things going on. And then at one point, my therapist was like, well, yeah, it sounds like you were kind of hypomanic, but only for like a day or two. Right. And I was like, oh, no, that was like. Like, that's my tour. That's yeah, how like, that we've was, been doing this. That was like a week and a half. That was like, when I wrote my special. Yeah. yeah my <laughs> my thing is like I noticed uh you know, over the years in my twenties, I was like, Oh, I would like break up with whoever I was dating and move. Yeah. And then get real productive. Yeah. You know? So those yeah. were kind of like my because <laughs> I don't yeah. drink or anything. <laughs> So I think like, thank God I never, I never uh, was brave or cool enough to, to drink or anything because I I don't know how that would have uh, affected me. You know, um, I was brave and cool enough to drink enough <laughs> for the both of us. Um, and it turns out it's not so great. I was, yeah, I was not taking pills for my bipolar disorder for years, but my medication was alcohol. And when right. I got sober and got back into therapy and back working with a psychiatrist, um, they told me that alcohol is actually a very effective mood stabilizer. Really? It just stabilizes your mood at suicidal, which is not <laughs> where you want to be. Um, but no mania. For <laughs> it's a low line, but it's straight. Dozen, yes, that's right. It's, yes, it is a flat, sad line. Um, but you're stable. You're yeah. stable. So that's where I was. So that's what happens. Okay. So not a ton of mania then. because No you were mania. Oh, yeah. that sucks. I've had one full. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. Um, I've had one like full-blown manic episode and it was when I was 18. Yeah. Uh, but that's enough. That's yeah. all you need. That's all you, you know? need. And it was it was crazy. I really think I didn't sleep for eleven days. Oh um, yeah. That's... And I went missing. And yeah, that's me. I did climb a water tower. Did yeah. you really? Yeah, with like a CD player I stole because I thought it had been left there for me. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of real big ideas, and they were all I was mistaken. Yeah, I was. I was you, delusional. I was that like, that does feel nice though when yeah. you think everything's meant for you. Yeah. Isn't that a great feeling? Oh, yeah. And you're like, everything's Real. just coming up me, I guess. <laughs> One thing I will say for having a full blown uh, manic episode high highs, you know? Oh, I mean, <laughs> high highs, like dancing around on a water tower for a for full day. And I remember coming down and I was sunburned and people had been looking for me and it was like march in decora iowa and i had been dancing around in my underwear on this water yeah i mean it's no joke it's oh no joke oh my gosh yeah so um so i'm medicated now <laughs> to keep myself and everyone else safe from who knows what would happen next? It's right. a real grab bag. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want anyone forming search parties because of you. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I went I went missing for quite a while because I was like following like clues 
that like yeah. weren't there. I mean, it's so hard. It's like waking up from a dream and trying to describe it yeah. to someone because the things I say, I'm like, they don't make any sense now. Right. But I was sure that like there was a party for me somewhere that I had to find. That you had to get to. And I had to follow <laughs> the clues to get to it. I ended up in jail. It's fine. Oh, um, my God. I mean, that's all. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hypomania is not that intense. Yeah. You're not like on a water tower. You're just like, I mean, I guess every decision I make is right. right. And as a comedian who speaks for a living, my psychiatrist told me this. She's like, you're very convincing. She's yeah. like, you can you make everything sound like a great idea. Because I was like, why did you let me? get a second apartment and she's like well because you may it makes sense she's like you're not like <laughs> destroying your life yeah. like you still like spoke to your business manager right. and i was like yeah i was like convincing you pretty fast like yeah. i was speaking pretty quickly <laughs> right. and i'd like call every it was like i would like not sleep all night and then you know look at a bunch of apartments at 6 a.m and then by noon i'd called like everyone who cared about me and <laughs> made them go yeah if yeah. you want. Wow. And then you go, yeah, see? So I'm fine. Like, yeah. I'm very, I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm very convincing as yeah. it turns out to myself and everyone around me. Uh, but then, yeah, it's, knowing sucks because like, I really miss right. the hypomania. Like, I <laughs> yeah. miss it so much. Yeah. But then anytime I start to feel it, it's, you just gotta, you just got to take a sleeping pill or something because it's like it's not worth the crash yeah. afterward. Yeah. What goes up must and does come down. Yeah. And it's just not it's not worth it. Not yeah. even it's just too dangerous. Yeah. yeah. All right. End up uh, sunburned in jail. Um. Yeah. It's a great special name. Do you, you have one. any. <laughs> I'd read that book. Kind of kind of gives gives away the good parts, but I'd read that book. Um, yeah. So having like navigated the trial and error that comes with finding a balance of medication, um, and just all of that stuff, do you have any advice that you would give to someone who's navigating that for the first time? Cause I know a lot of people are diagnosed as adults and it's so scary and it's lonely. Yeah. My advice would be if you're trying to get on medication and you're having unfortunate side effects, just stick with it. Because that's what I had friends of mine tell me who were trying to get on antidepressants, which those weren't working for me because that's not what I needed. I needed a mood stabilizer. But I, it took me a few years because I would try something. It would make me feel bad and I would get really frustrated and go, well, screw this. I'll just, you know, run and eat spinach and be fine. Yeah. And then that doesn't work. Right. And... So my advice is just to stick with it because if I had if I had just stayed consistent and not gone like, OK, I'll see a doctor for a month and then when it doesn't work, I'll get mad at that doctor and then not <laughs> talk to them for six months and then go back to it when my life falls apart. Like then I think I would have just gotten to it sooner. And I really, you know, it really dragged it out and, and took me a lot longer to to get better. And so that's that's my biggest piece of advice is just to stick with it, which is also the advice for pretty much everything. No, Relationships, show business is like just keep showing up. Yeah, that's great advice. And it is so important because it like I 
recently my medications just like stopped working the way that they were working for years, which I had heard could happen. But I was like so good for so many years that I was like, I've found, I've found the combination, like this is it. And then I like entered a major depressive episode and just was like, how did this happen? Like I had forgotten what that felt like. Um, and so since November, I've been working with a psychiatrist, just like making adjustments yeah. and it's trial and error. And I finally am now at a place where I'm like, okay, I'm not having panic attacks, but I'm like able to find joy in the things that I used to enjoy. Like yeah. that was what was hard. It's just, I, I wasn't suicidal and I was getting out of bed in the morning, but I just like didn't enjoy anything. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm glad that I that I stuck with it also and wasn't just like, well, it's just not going to work. I guess I'm just going to be miserable until I'm not because it's like it doesn't work until then there's like one little change, you yeah. know, and then stuff like clicks into place. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that that's really great advice. Yeah. Um, and the nice thing about those low lows, even if, if you find yourself in a low low right now, I would say... Remind yourself that once you get through this, getting through it is what's going to get you through the next low. Because sometimes, I'm sure you feel this way, you're like, you know, when, when you are in a depressive episode, you're like, well, at least I'm not on a water tower. <laughs> you know? You're like, I've been through worse than this, or, yeah. or I, I, this feeling is familiar to me. And while that sucks and makes me feel a little hopeless sometimes, I know that it's ended. Yeah. And so I know this is going to end yeah. at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be really hard to keep, to remember that. Yeah. It's so crazy because no matter what side of it you're on, it's so hard to really remember the other side. Like yes. I was so happy for years. And then in this depressive episode, I forgot. I like forgot yeah. about it. Um, and it feels like that's the only place you've ever been. And then... When I was happy and I had, you know, I had a close friend who was depressed and I like couldn't find my empathy for wow. it, you know. Um, I mean, I did, but it's like I, after a while, I was like, oh my gosh, you're still depressed. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, I totally forgot what it's like to just like not be able to get out of it, you know. Yeah. Um, Because you do the things that make you feel good or that made you feel good, but then they don't. They don't work like yeah. running in spinach don't make you feel better. And so it's like, why am I even bothering? Yeah. Well, in any event, should we take a call? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Was that serious enough for you, JP? I, I think I think it's a perfect moment to turn the page. Okay. I'm going to try to not sound controlling through this, Ooh. but I've been dating a girl for about two years. And twice in the last month, she's gone out. Once it started out as just meeting some friends for drinks after work that led to her going to a diner, that led to her going to someone's house afterwards. And I had to come pick her up from somebody's house at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, I got the call when I was asleep and she was like, I'm too drunk, I need to ride home. And on the way home, I was like, you should have called yourself an Uber home. And she was saying that, no, since I have a boyfriend, why wouldn't he be the person I should call to drive me home? And I was like, well, I shouldn't be responsible for that. 
But at the same time, I'm also concerned picking you up from a guy's house at 4.30 in the morning that I don't know. And then it happened again, different guy's house, five o'clock in the morning, drunk, like, don't be mad, but come pick me up. I got too drunk because she went over to his house to do a podcast at 6 p.m., but stayed until 5 p.m. just getting wasted. And I don't know, like, I don't want to be like, hey, you can't do that. But I also don't feel comfortable with her doing that. I don't know what is the correct ground to take on such a thing. You know, like, like, yeah, I don't want to be controlling and I don't want to give rules. But at the same time, I am feeling stepped on. Well, thank you. This falls neatly into the that wouldn't fly with me category. I was trying so hard to uh, not have a judgmental face during that call. But like, that's I mean, look, I've been there where I've been in a relationship where someone was doing some shady stuff. And I was like, I don't want to be controlling and I don't want to be this. And like, listen to your gut. You know, that's what I can tell you, because ultimately found out that was not it that was not okay. They were lying. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I think we sort of like gaslight ourselves sometimes. Uh, and that's why you call into a show like this or talk to your friends and go, Is this am I totally you know, I don't wanna sound but <laughs> is it but like you know. Right. You know I don't that's wanna be not... controlling, but I'm being like majorly disrespected. Yeah. Yeah. Majorly disrespected. Um you didn't sound controlling at all. And no. I totally relate to that. Um, I went through a breakup like a month ago and he told me that he cheated on me. And I'm... That's so nice he told you. Yeah. They don't always tell you. Yeah, he's really great. Um, <laughs> and looking back on that relationship and like processing some stuff, I'm like, why did I let that go? I know. Why did I let that go? Like you see these moments where it's like, wait, I was, I wasn't wrong to be upset about that. Yeah. And he, like, I don't want to say he made me feel, because I try to avoid that phrase because it's like, nobody makes me feel anything. I don't. People make me feel things all the time. He made me feel <laughs> crazy for that. You know, yeah. he made me feel like I was so jealous and controlling and out of line. And looking back, I'm like, that was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is up <laughs> yeah you just need to break up yeah dude. like the, come on what are we doing and i mean we can break up and have empathy like i still yeah. have so much love for that person and believe that he messed up you know um yeah of course yeah and it's i mean i hear behavior that i engaged in when i was drinking and i'm an alcoholic yeah. I won't point a finger, but I'll share my experience. And that's my experience. I did stuff like that when I was drinking and I'm an alcoholic. So I, I have empathy from this person because I didn't enjoy living like that. I didn't feel good the next morning when I had treated boyfriends like that, which I did, you mm -hmm. know? Um, but also I needed to be dumped. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Like at, at the very least, it sounds as though you have different lifestyles, <laughs> yes. you know, like, <laughs> like I, I couldn't date someone, even if they were totally faithful, who was like out every yeah. weekend drinking. Like I just totally. couldn't do it. Cause I'm not that, but that's not compatible with me. Right. So, 
Yeah. And there's a huge difference between being controlling and having boundaries. Yes. And sometimes if you have boundaries with someone who doesn't respect boundaries, they'll frame that as being controlling. Like Mm -hmm. that was my experience. Um, And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with having boundaries, but a boundary also is like, it's kind of an if then thing Mm -hmm. where it's like, yes, she can do this. And I hear you when you say that you don't want to tell her that she can't do this, but you also get to leave if she does this. And that's a boundary. Yeah. And I know it's hard to do that, obviously. It's very hard when you really like someone or even love someone to go, okay, well, this just isn't right for me. And I'm just going to go. Like, it's very easy to say that to go, well, this doesn't align with my values and is not compatible with my lifestyle. And I'm just going to, you know, it's trial and error until I understand that that's much easier said than done. And what I tell my friends when they're going through things where like, maybe they even know that the relationship is wrong. I'm just Mm. like, you know what? We're adults and we evaluate cost and reward. And if you still want to be with this person because you want to have good experiences and make memories and go on hikes and whatever, like I support you. I've been there and I get that. Um, Yeah. I had a friend tell me once about a relationship that was very off and on. She goes, you like, you'll know when you're done. Right. Exactly. And it like gave me the grace to keep trying even though I knew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And another thing that I've said is just like, you can keep gathering information. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're not sure, you can keep gathering information. And then, um, yeah, just like let people get into as much pain as they, as they choose to get into because it's their choice. Now, if it's abusive or whatever, it's like really hard for me to listen to that. But I, but all the more reason to, to be careful of what you say so that you can continue to be helpful to that person, you know? Um, But I've got a question here because what I'm hearing in his voice is he's very apologetic for his feelings, which pains me to hear that because this sounds like a really bad relationship to be in. And I feel that, yes, maybe the solution is to walk away, but I feel like he's got some work to do on his own confidence afterwards. Like I, I would, I would stress to him, like. Talk to someone about that, about being able to own your own feelings and not feeling bad for <laughs> yeah. being walked all over. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Another thing that jumped out at me is like that she said, well, I shouldn't have to get an Uber because I have a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Not at 4 a.m. No, you don't. Not at 430 you in the morning. You have a sleeping boyfriend yeah, at 4 a.m. Yeah. That's crazy. That's just so disrespectful to like assume that someone like I never even assumed that my boyfriend would pick me up at the airport because mm-hmm. what if he's busy? What if he doesn't feel like it? Mm-hmm. Like take care of yourself. Yeah. I can get an Uber. Yeah. You disagree? I, I mean... I like picking people up from the airport when I can, and yeah. I like being picked up from the airport yeah. if you can't, because, like, I don't know. We're yeah. gone a lot. Right. Like, that's how I feel. I'm like, you get to be single for a lot of the week. Right, right. <laughs> like, maybe pick me up from the airport. I don't know. I liked it, but I didn't expect it. And right, I yeah. And I appreciated it. But it, I was also reason. more than capable of, like, getting a cab home. Oh, yeah, you know? of course. At 4 a.m., yeah. never. But if, I, if you land between noon and 5, and you're... 10 minutes from the airport, never LAX. You can't assume anyone's going to go to LAX. Right. But if you're flying into Burbank yeah. 
at one thirty in the afternoon and you're not doing anything. Yeah. 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 I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. It's okay to be like, hey, can you pick me up? <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Um, a thing that comes in my mind is like maybe she feels more like he should pick her up because she's hammered and like that the safety puts you thing. in more danger. You're right. I agree with that. But you. But if you're hammered all the time. Yeah. You can't use that. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you get shit-faced once a year, okay, how yeah. cute, you know? But if you're doing this, like, and it sounds like it's happening often. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I want to take another call. What do you think? Let's do it. Dear Laura, <laughs> is that how we do it on this show? Anyways, uh, I was just curious on how to break the malaise when you're kind of just not feeling it. Oh, is that the whole thing? <laughs> I love it. Yep, that's the whole thing. Yep, we did a, re- a long one and then a real short one. I love this question. Yeah, what a chill way to say you're depressed. <laughs> Break the malaise. Yeah. What do you think, Taylor? I don't know. All the same bullshit right. articles online say it's like, okay, well, have you tried exercise and water and calling a friend? Yeah. Are you on medication? Do you need medication? Is it an as-needed situation? I have clonopin as-needed. Um, have you been in the sun? Can you be in the sun? All those things. Yeah. It's like it's like when people ask you, you know, how do I become a stand-up comedian? And you're like, I'm sorry, I'm going to say the same things right. that everybody says. Which just is, do it. Just and, do it. Right. You know? And be bad for and a while. Be bad for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, because I don't know what they mean by malaise. Am I... Am I reaching by thinking they mean depression uh, or they no. just mean like I'm in a rut? I don't know. I mean, I can tell you what I do and I make sure I go for a walk. Yes. Um, Get some fresh air, get some sunshine. I almost never feel like it. I'm always happy that I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm happy while I'm doing it. Like I'm like, oh, yeah, I needed this. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I. Sometimes I just like lean into it and just do what feels Ooh. good and just like keep it low energy. If I don't have somewhere to be, like I'll read on the couch or like watch a movie, watch TV, and then try not to like beat myself up about it. Yeah. I like that. I like to lean into it every once in a while too. Sometimes yeah. I, it reminds me of being in high school and being depressed when you're like, I'm just going to get in a blanket and go under my covers and, yeah. you know, watch yeah. a movie on this laptop and be sad. And it's like, sometimes that helps you yeah. get out of being sad is just going, right. I'm going to let myself be sad for a while. Yeah. Run its course. You know what I won't do? Uh, I won't take a nap, man. No. Na- naps are, yeah, we're on the same page with that. Yeah. Damn it, do I hate a nap. I love the falling asleep part. Waking up from a nap makes me want to die. Hell. Like, it's... <laughs> it's terrible it's nighttime i'm a piece of shit i won't be able to sleep tonight it's just terrible so go for a walk don't take a nap unless you the only time i take a nap is if i like took a red eye flight like if i take a nap it's because i need to right have to yeah i will do a nap like four to five p.m before a night when i have two shows but Mm. that's like for work right now and I still hate waking up from that nap, but yeah. it makes a huge difference at night. Um, 
Another thing that I can't believe we haven't said already is like, if by malaise you mean depression, see a therapist and see a psychiatrist and treat your depression because going for a walk will not fix that, nor will watching a movie on a laptop in bed. You know, if it does, let me know because I'd rather do that than what I'm doing. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Is Um, it Ocean's Eleven? It probably is. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, right? Yeah. I like all the Oceans ones. Did you see Oceans 8? I did see Oceans 8. Yeah, the lady one. Thought that's it was fun. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I did too. It's a good time. Um, have you ever given someone advice where afterwards you were just like, wow, that was like really terrible advice that I gave that person? Oh, gosh. I think any bad advice I've ever given people was probably just too, like, harsh. You know, mm-hmm. when you get too protective of your friends yeah. and their significant other person they're dating is doing something that you don't like and you're just like, just get out of here. You deserve better than that. And they're like, we're adults now and we work through things. And I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. Like, that's been, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. probably been where I've messed up advice-wise is when I just get a little too, like, heated right. and protective and yeah. go, well, this isn't acceptable yeah. at all. And you need to leave and they, you deserve better and they should understand how lucky they are. And they're like, okay, well, I need, I've had a friend say that to me where they're like, I, I can't really handle the idea that this isn't the person I'm supposed to be with. So I need you to just like be supportive. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I misread that situation. Yeah. Um, I've given bad advice. I've given advice like that when I've been, and then later been like, oh. That was a trauma response. Like Mm. that was in response to like something that I went to, went through. And this situation is not the same as that. It just brought that up for me. And I'm like, well, if you want to date a psychopath who's going to abandon you, then yeah, yeah, I guess. Because my relationship started out that way too. And it's like, you mean like good? Yeah. (laughs) You know, Um, just at the slightest thing. Yeah. At the slightest thing, being ready to run. And that's something that I really have to fight when I date. I have to, like, give people a chance to not screw me over. I've heard you tell, like, really funny jokes about that. About trust issues? Yeah, yeah, But then it's hard because when you choose to trust somebody and they do screw you over, you're like, back to square one, I I guess. Like, uh, this was me doing everything right and it didn't work out like that's really tough yeah I can't believe this last one man because I'm like so proud of the way I showed up and I like did trust and I I did everything I didn't do everything right but like yeah of course I hit the main points you know I got the idea yeah and um and then I'm like wow I can't believe that at the end of this, <laughs> yeah, I trust people less. Like, what a... Uh. Yeah, you're like, how did I... Because you're like, how were relationships where I started off going, I don't trust right. you at all, right. turned out to be way better yeah. than one where I came in with arms wide open. Like yeah. that kind of... Like, where yeah. you're like I just... I'm going to choose to trust you and to believe you're a good person. Right. And not to say that anyone's like a bad person if they mess up or whatever, lie to you or do the wrong thing. But like it because yeah, everyone has their own trauma and everyone's been through their own stuff. But like to go into something going, I'm just going to believe you. Yeah. All the time. And I'm going to 
choose to trust and and be a different person than I have in the past. And then that's when you really get your teeth kicked in and you're like, whoo. Yeah. Man. Okay. Maybe we should go back to the, it's a struggle not to just revert back to how at least I initially started relationships when I was younger, which was just like, I don't know about this at all. They're like, I just like you. I'm like, you seem like, we'll see. We'll see. You're a fucking wild card. <laughs> nice try. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to be like a fear sandwich where like in the beginning, I'm like, yeah, yeah we'll see about this. And then I start to trust the person and I trust them in the middle. And then at the end, I'm like, oh, betrayed. All right. <laughs> Fierce, um, Fear Sandwich is another yeah. great special name, by oh, the way. thank you. Yeah. And then um, for the next one, I'm, I mean, I don't know how I'll, you know, I do know how I'll trust a person again. And that's that, like, I didn't die from this. Like, yeah. my, some of my worst fears came true. Yeah. And it was incredibly painful and now it is less painful than yeah. it was. And I'm like, all right, let's do it again. Bring yeah. it on. Absolutely. And also the, the empathy. Like I find that when you put yourself in the other person's shoes and you just go, man, that sucks Yeah, way harder in a different way. Yeah, totally. For them. Like I, I have been the person who handled relationships incorrectly and like living with the guilt of that is so much worse than getting like screwed over by somebody, you know, not that I've ever cheated, but I've just, you know, not been proud of the way I, I handled certain things in relationships, but like instead being the person where you're like, I, I did everything I could have done there and yeah. it, you know, you have your own stuff that you're working through that made you treat me a certain way or not treat me a certain way like that seems really hard yeah. and I'm sorry that they're going through that and uh you know that's what dating is most people you date are not gonna be the love of your life as it turns out yeah yeah I do I do feel that way I do feel a lot of empathy because I'm like what a sad what a sad little toolkit yeah and at least I don't have to feel um Guilty, although I was reading through like, so there's one model where it's five stages of grief and then a different one where there's seven stages of grief. And in one of the stages oh of grief, um, it includes guilt. It's like mm. ruminating on past mistakes. And I'm in that stage, I think. Or, I mean, you you cycle through it. You bounce back and forth through different ones. Um but I like fixated on this memory where like he put two rolls of trash bags that were different sizes, small and medium, into the same box. So they were indiscernible. And I was like, what are you talking about? Which one is it? like what I didn't understand and he didn't understand what I didn't understand. And I just keep seeing like his sad face and feeling so bad about that. Um, but that's like a little thing to feel guilty about. And it yeah. helped me to know like oh, this is just a part of grief. Like, yeah. this is what people go through. It doesn't mean that I'm a villain. Yeah. 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 Well, should we do another call? Sure. Hi, Laura. Um, so I'm in my second marriage. My first one ended because my wife cheated on me. And I'm worried that my second wife is starting to act in a similar way. And so I want to like start looking at her phone and like her emails and social media and stuff. And I know that's not right because it's an invasion of her privacy, but 
I'm just wondering if you had any advice. Go through her phone. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh my gosh. I Again, there's not a lot of info here. Like I would ask, what is the similar way they're acting? Right. Yeah. Because I wonder, I mean, I don't know if she's cheating on you or not. It sounds like you don't know if she's cheating on you or not. It sounds like you've observed a change in behavior. So we don't know if she's cheating, but we do know that if you go through her phone, you will have betrayed her trust. Like you mm -hmm. will have done that. You will have betrayed her trust at that point. And I think people can work through that, but that's a big one to work through. So I would just, what I did in my, in my relationship, um, was we went to couples counseling and that was helpful. And so I would recommend that because, and and maybe even some individual therapy. I mean, at least you can get to the bottom of the issue. And right now the issue is that you're having trouble trusting her and you've observed a change in behavior. Like those are the facts. That's yeah. what, that's what we have. Um, and so it needs to be talked about and, in a safe space where you can say with a professional present, um, yeah, I'm, I, I want to look through your phone mm -hmm. like, <laughs> um, and find out where that's coming from. I think that's great advice. I, I think it's great advice, too. I think it's really, really Sometimes good. Sometimes I just really hit the nail on the head. I mean, I'm sorry that, you know, your world is crumbling, but... <laughs> But did I nail it or what? We don't know that your world is crumbling. No, you just we don't. feel like it might be. You just f are perceiving it crumbling. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? Yeah. It's, but yeah, I get that feeling triggered by someone acting the same way. And yeah. Like, and, oh. and I don't want to gaslight you because, again, I don't know if she is or not. But I do know that something that happens sometimes is. I will start to trust someone less and then I put that out there and then they step back also because mm. they feel a distance. You know, you're just not having that like close intimacy because something something has shifted. Yeah. And sometimes I will perceive a shift and so I will react by stepping back and then the other person will notice me stepping back and so then they'll step back and now there is a rift. And yeah. so, yeah, I'd pay someone to... Get to the bottom of that. Yeah. Hire a private investigator to look through a phone. I know. I'm trying so hard not to. <laughs> I mean, I've not seen. Not to just go make jokes about it because I know it's someone's life. Right. Um, but yeah, it's also. I. What's also hard, though, is like I've been in the situation where somebody's behavior reminded me of somebody else I had dated that was lying to me for a long time. And I went, OK, don't like project. Don't get triggered by this. And then like. At, you when lying. you're right, you're like, well, I've been here already. And yeah. then you feel like really dumb, like, yeah. which is, you know, be kind to yourself and gentle on yourself. And that's not fair to yourself. But that's, that's been my experience. So I'm trying to keep that in mind as well of like, no, sometimes your gut is right. So that's what's so hard about going to so much therapy is you're like, I mean, I could see this going either way. Yeah. Like you are picking up on something because you have been through it or you are, you know, like you said, sort of helping facilitate some sort of shift in energy that's the result of both of your behaviors. Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't have enough info. I think that that's such a good point. Um, 
because it could go either way. Yeah. And we can't tell the future. And something that's important to remember uh, and a good piece of advice that I've gotten is no matter what happens, it will be okay. Yeah. And you will be able to walk through it. And it's not your fault. This doesn't yeah. mean like you choose cheaters and so you should beat yourself up. Like we just don't know. Yeah. And um, I think that there is a way to like walk through this with grace where no matter what happens, you can come out of it being proud of the way that you handled it. So yes. again, I'd betray her and just look through her phone. No, I can't. <laughs> no, that's really, I think that's perfect advice is just handle it in a way that you will feel proud of afterward. Thank you. Regardless of the outcome, because yeah, you don't have control over somebody else's action. Yeah. Um, what is a piece of advice that you wish you had gotten earlier in life? Ooh, it's a good question. Piece of advice wish you'd gotten earlier in life. Um, I wish somebody in high school had told me none of this matters and you're never going to think about this again. Wow. Like you're never going to think about being in high school ever again. I know this feels like the end of the world, whatever. You're never going to think about this again. Um, and I wish, I wish that people had told me, I wish someone had told me like, yes, people are probably, I, I hate it when people say nobody's judging you and nobody's talking, nobody's doing any of that. They're too concerned with themselves. That is not true. No. That's not true at all. People are absolutely talking. Yes. They're absolutely judging you. <laughs> People are talking. One thousand percent, they are. Okay, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's what it. Is. It doesn't matter. And yeah. like, also, even people who talk about you or judge you, like, it, they don't even care that much. Right. Like, think about how you like silently judge people all day you don't actually care that much. Right. And like, I've silently judged people that later on I was like, actually, I think they're awesome. Yeah. Like people's opinions will change. Like just be somebody that you respect and you behave in a way you can get behind. And it really doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you, except for the people that you love and love you and that you trust to be like, Hey, you're being kind of a dick right now. And you go, yeah. Oh, thank God you're here. But most of the time, anybody talking about you just doesn't want to like you. Yeah, yeah. And it's and, nothing to do with you. And a lot of it is jealousy. Like a lot of times it is jealousy. And I I have like a, a safe friend <laughs> where I can tell her, like <laughs> yeah. I can make my joke, like hitting on the person and then be like, this is totally like my jealousy yes. of this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you it ever never makes me feel better. <laughs> well, do you do the thing sometimes where you go, I don't really get, like, if I don't like something that somebody's doing or I don't like get it, I always try to find the things I do like about them also to kind of like hold both those things at once where I go like, I mean, this person's not great at you know, calling me back, but they are always there for me when shit hits the fan, like yeah. things like that. I think people are really complicated. And so if you find yourself uh, judging someone else, go just find the stuff you do like and respect. Yeah. Yeah. I like you have been to a lot of therapy and have been blessed and cursed with with self-awareness. Yeah. So when I have something shitty to say about someone, it's immediately followed by 
Well, we talk to other people the way that we talk to ourselves and yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't give myself the grace to like whatever. And so this is just me my mother's voice through my head being hard on another person. Yeah. Yeah. Also, not everyone has to like you. Yeah. Some people just thing. don't like you, but it's not like they don't like you personally. They just might not whatever. Like if you're at work and someone doesn't like your personality. Yeah. They might not think you're a bad person. They just might not want to be your friend. Like, yeah, my friend gave not. me a really good piece of advice when I was like working a day job and it didn't seem like the women I was working with liked me. Like they would always talk about going out on the weekends. They would openly make plans in front of me. They never oh invited me to do anything. And I was so hurt. Yeah. And I was telling my friend about it and she was like, I think that people like know when they're not your people. Yeah. She's like, would you go? Yeah. Do you want to hang out with them? And I'm like, no. But I'd like to be asked. But I'd like them to like me more than I like them. I'd like to be pursued by anyone yeah. and everyone. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of it's like, do I even like that? Like, why yeah. do I need everyone to like me? Yeah. I mean, you said it perfectly. Like... This is also us desperately trying to Convince relate ourselves. to normal people because, like, <laughs> of course, we're thinking about, like, comedy and comedy so toxic. Yeah. Like, the just the comedy scene, if you get, like, into it, it's just, you're like, I mean, we could all get our feelings hurt every day yeah. by people talking shit. But it's like, not, none of it really means anything. Yeah. Like, and a lot of it's in our heads. As yeah. I found, I'm like, oh, everyone's insecure, no matter how successful they are or well-liked they are. Great. Yeah, I love like the slogan, um, what other people think of me is none of my business. Yeah, that's good. Because, yeah, I've like let it control every area of my life before I started like consciously trying to live by that. Because mm -hmm. we have this idea of like, what will people think? And it's like, who, who are they? Yeah. Like, who am I? Like, I'm going to choose this major thing in my life. And I mean, I feel like people choose like partners sometimes mm. based on like, what will this look like? And it's like, who is what this person thinks of you more important than like your total happiness? <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's do another call. <laughs> hey, Laura, how do you move past something when your partner wants you to apologize, but you're not actually sorry for it. Ooh. Man, do I wish we had an example. Oh, that's I know. These are very vague. <laughs> Man, um, do I wish we had an example. I, oof. Yeah, I think it just depends on what it is. I, I don't know. Well, here's maybe a concrete example. Like if the if there are conflicting plans and say he went out with his friends to uh, some sort of dinner or whatever. She had plans with a bunch of couples, and she was the only one that showed up without a partner. And she felt maybe that she was sort of abandoned. He also doesn't like her friends, didn't want to go out. So he's not apologetic. He actually chose what he wanted to do, but she feels hurt by maybe feeling like she was abandoned. Does that give you any sort of concrete things to work around? Get it, JP. You're married. <laughs> God, brag. Just pulling that out of the air. Unbelievable. Can you, can you cut his mic? I have a concrete example. Cut his mic? 
Cut the mic. We're like, what's a relationship <laughs> dynamic that we could maybe talk about that isn't just someone lying to you? Uh, yeah, that's a good example. What do you think, Lauren? That just, I mean, I've just so been that person that now I'm like, oh, that's bad. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> Where so funny. I've like not wanted to show up to stuff. And I've been like, why can't you just go? Like, I, it doesn't compute. Yeah. For me. Oh, I get. I think it just comes down to communication. I think it comes down to like, do you know how important it was to them? Was right. it really important to them? If something's really important to your partner. It's really important. I'll sometimes go. you just go. Yeah. But if it's not that important, it's like that's maybe the conversation you have is like, if a night like that comes up and it's really important to you that I go, like, let's talk about that far enough in advance that I can emotionally prepare myself to go do that and be around those people. And I would just ask that it's not like every Friday. Yeah. How's that? Something that I'm thinking about with the specific examples, I'm like, why did it matter that you were the only person there who wasn't coupled up? Because if it's like for appearances. For, I mean, do you want to go to a wedding by yourself when no. everybody's got their buddy? No. That's the same thing. Yeah, I see. Yeah. But I get we're trying to look cool here, though. And I'm like, I'm not going to be the chill. Um, <laughs> regarding, like... I'm like, I just go places by myself. It's like everyone's there with their partner. Like, yeah. That's not Yeah, no, that fun. sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Everyone's um, splitting dinners and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, that sucks. Yeah. Um, regarding the person's original question of like apologizing when you don't feel like you've done something wrong um something that our couples counselor said that stuck with me was he said that usually both people are wrong <laughs> and oh, that's i love good. that because it wasn't usually both people are right it's like usually you're both half the problem let's assume in this situation where like you think that this person was so wrong let's assume that they're 60 percent of the problem and you're 40 yeah. And like, take it from there. Just take it for like, just accept that you're both wrong and then take it from there and like yeah. act as if that's true. That's great. And obviously yeah. that doesn't apply to a situation like cheating. But if someone cheats on you and doesn't apologize, I mean, that is that's, reason to end the relationship. Yeah, that's a lot. But yeah, I think that's true in, in virtually every you know, issue I've had in a relationship, I was probably being a little too sensitive and they were probably being a little inconsiderate. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. Do we want to do one more? I mean, I'll always do one more, Maybe you know? One more, yeah. I love these. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, uh, my question is that uh, I teach tennis and one of my clients is a 12-year-old girl who's very talented, but uh, I do believe she needs to kind of like work harder to like kind of get to the next level. And she, when you push her though, she kind of will start using like mental health as like an excuse for not like working so hard. And I feel like other players are like passing her and, you know, how do I navigate kind of like pushing her without making her feel like I'm attacking her mental health? What's the first thing that pops into your head? Does I, it? Does she want to be really but, good at tennis? That's the first thing that popped into my head. I'm like, some people just want to have fun yeah. and play tennis. Like some yeah. people don't want to be, you know, Venus and Serena. Like it's maybe 
Maybe she's like, yeah, I do this for fun. Yeah. And I'm kind of sad because yeah. I'm 12 and being a 12-year-old girl's torture. Yeah. And like, maybe you don't have to push her super hard. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she's 12. Who yeah. gives a shit? Who cares? Some <laughs> other players are Get passing her, her. Get off her ass. Yeah. Here's your answer. You know, <laughs> leave her alone. Who cares? Someone's got to someone's gotta be last, you yeah. know? And maybe they don't care. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Not everyone's like, I got to I gotta pass all the other players. It's fine. Man, I just can't imagine someone holding space for my mental health when I was 12. We've really come a long way. I can't imagine having the vocabulary to ask for that. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I can't imagine. I can't imagine my parents caring about my mental health, let alone a coach. Yeah. That's incredible. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> it's very cool. I'm like adults are considerate now. Yeah, I guess children's tell her, feelings. Tell her that you care. You know. Yeah. And then, can you do this drill at fifty percent? Yeah. Maybe do it at fifty percent. Ooh, I like that. I like the idea of like, well, what do you got today? Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be at a ten. Yeah. Can you be at a five? Where are you at? Yeah. Can you do a three? One is like sitting at the fence the whole time. Can you give me five minutes in five minutes? Yeah. And then sit on the fence for five minutes? Like, which yeah, is going to be that's better. Solid. That's it. That's if the you, advice right there. Yeah. Cause if you push her, she might quit. Yeah. Like my personal trainer is really great in that when I have been like, if I had like a really difficult travel day the day before and I'm like really sore and I feel like shit and I'm feeling like I'm getting sick or something. I know that if I still show up, she'll be like, okay, we'll take it a little easier today. And that's why I still see her so yeah. consistently because if she was just like yelling at me to do, you know, come in and do 100% every time, even when, you know, whatever, my knee hurt or yeah. something, like I would just stop going. Right. But I think if you really want people to stay consistent and, and uh, keep coming back, you got to meet them where they're at a little bit. Yeah. Well, and a lot of like physical education, like a lot of sports and stuff at this age are meant to teach a love of fitness, you yeah. know? And part of my self-care around my mental health is getting physical exercise. Mm -hmm. So I think it could also be super helpful to frame it as that and be like, I'm hearing that like you're struggling. A really good solution for that is some physical exercise. Like where can, where, at what level can you meet me, you know, mm -hmm. today so that we can support you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And have it be like, not you against her, mm -hmm. but you on her team. Yeah. And maybe if he does ask that question, does she really love tennis? And she says, yes, maybe he's not the right teacher for her. Mm. I mean, my personal experience, I can relate to this. I, I played the violin when I was a kid and I moved to a more like aggressive teacher and lost the love. And so I basically quit violin after that. Oh, wow. And so it was like, it was tough to lose that as a child because I loved it. Yeah. But uh, I went to the wrong teacher and it just, it was, it was, it was a completely different experience. And maybe if she goes to a different tennis coach because she really loves it, maybe there's more of a, a different method that'll make her flourish. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, threaten to fire her. I like that. Fear. Okay. <laughs> Just totally misinterpreting what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that could be a conversation with yeah. the parent and with her. Just like, do you feel like this is a good fit? Yeah. It's okay if it's not. All right. Well, that was great. 
Taylor's latest special, Look at You, is streaming on Netflix, and you can see her live on her Have It All tour, cities and dates at ttomcomedy.com. Before we go, I want to uh, talk about another podcast that I love that I've been listening to. It's Theo Vaughn's podcast this past weekend. Um, And I just love Theo. He's someone I met before I even moved to L.A. I came out and did a show in the belly room at the comedy store, and he went up right after me and after my set, he shook my hand and he was like, what was your name? That was so funny. And then he said something nice about me on stage. And that honestly was the moment when I was like, I need to move to LA as soon as possible. Yeah, because I had been a fan before and it just was so special to me and it made me feel so special. Mm -hmm. And, um, And yeah, I mean, he has been so great to me since I moved out here and I just adore him Uh, and I love this podcast he talks with guests and he talks to himself he talks to his listeners (laughs) and he really loves his listeners he has a special relationship with them so go to theovon.com and one more thing I'd like to recommend is going out and seeing some live comedy get out of the house have some laughs (laughs) one person I'd love to recommend is Anthony Jesselnik Um, I adore Anthony. He's a really nice person. You wouldn't know it from his comedy, (laughs) which I've talked to him about. He's so funny with that. He's like, you know, I don't have a problem with fans getting too close to me because nobody thinks I'm their best friend. Like, It's a great defense mechanism. Yeah. He's like, with some of these people, they get people who, you know, everyone wants to talk to them. He's like, I don't really have that because people think I'm mean. He's (laughs) not mean at all. Uh, That's his dirty little secret is that he's the nicest guy. Um, He recently announced new dates, and you can find his cities and dates at anthonyjesselnick.com backslash tour. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. Take care of yourselves. That was the Jerry Springer outro. That was an accident. Uh, So leave this audio in of me saying that. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing. (laughs) 